0: and Bart we have a special guest
1: today we do very special yeah
0: yeah, you know, we've we've gone through a lot of great interviews with this show we've had on most members of the creative team but I think we saved not only someone who's running our namesake here <laughs> I mean that's the thing is that we've had a lot of people we've had you know we've had Mike we've had Patrick we've had Charles but we haven't had the king of the scare zone Blake are you there I am there. You're I like here. that title. Yes, King yes. of the Scare Zone. Yeah, change your Twitter handle now. So it's uh you can do Perfect. that. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, f- I feel like you need a belt like a wrestler, King of the Scare Zone.
0: I know a guy. <laughs> on it. Let's I work, can, let's and, work I, on and that. I love uh
2: love the name of your your show. I don't know why, but it
0: <laughs> really? yeah. just got a ring to it. Uh, you know, it just it connects a different way. Well, you know, we we have you for just a, a few minutes here and I wanted to just chat, but let's go back to kind of how how this all started for a lot of our guests. We hear these Crazy backstories, and I think for maybe some of these interviews you do, often it's talking about what's happening this year. We're gonna get to that for sure because we've experienced horror nights on uh, opening night. But I also want to know: How did you end up at Horror Nights? How did you end up with Universal, and and what brought you to this uh, to this event?
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh, my my background was: I went to school, I studied theater, and I worked as uh, both an actor and a theater director, as well as a lot of uh, fight direction, stage combat for theater, and, and a little bit for film and TV. Uh, and that was my, my career for a long time, and then in two thousand uh, I I want to say around two thousand eight, two thousand eleven, I became an artistic director for a place up in Pennsylvania. It was an interactive uh, theatrical experience. Particularly one thing that we did uh, every fall with the whole Victoria Mansion. We created an interactive Edgar Allan Poe show. Oh, very cool! Uh, it, it changed every year. The concept always changed. Worked you know different different ideas, uh, different storylines, and the guests would travel through. Interactively being told the story that was occurring, uh, so that was that was my background. So that when I showed up down here, uh, uh, moved down uh, moved down to Florida, uh, became a performer at Universal, and then shortly after uh, becoming a uh, performer, I went to uh, uh, or they had this thing to become performance coordinator for Halloween Horror Nights, which just said uh, I didn't know what it meant, but it, but, it, but it, then it, I looked up the the posting and said it was. Uh, you'd be working with show direction to kind of help coach the characters on their performances. And I thought, well, that's a perfect way to get my foot in the door—show direction—because that's why I moved here. I want, you know, I'd done it for, uh, you know, in in a smaller capacity, smaller places, and like I want to, I want to work for the big boys. And so, applied, I got in, and when I interviewed, because of my background, they were like, they told me afterwards after I got in, they were like, "Who who are you? Who is this guy? <laughs> he's basically been doing a lot of the stuff that right. he's done." <laughs> Um, just, you know, just somewhere else. Uh, so they brought me in to coach, and the following year, uh, I became a sh- assistant show director for Halloween twenty six for two days, and then I was removed from that position and became show director for the scare zones <laughs> for <laughs> Halloween Horror Night because uh, the show director at the time, Laura Sauls, uh, she needed to get pulled to go work on the Secret Life of Pets uh, stuff that would get uh, added to our Superstar Parade. Sure. So that. Uh, so you got I thrown kind
0: of, of, head first there. And yeah.
2: I got to kind of jump ahead a little bit. Um, that's actually what Mike Aiello and Laura sat me down in the office to say. They were, they were like, uh, "Welcome uh, to jumping straight into the frying pan." Uh, do you want to do it? I said, "Sure, let, let's do this." <laughs> so uh, it was a little trial by fire in, in the beginning, uh, learning all the partnerships of all our you know our technical partners and designers and stuff we work with. Uh, and they're like, "Who's this dude?" Um, but uh, they were all great. I've learned so much from them. Uh, and so then uh, it was nice because I was ushering in a lot of what. Laura had developed for 26 and then kind of finishing it off, like writing the scripts, doing right. the casting and those kind of things. And so then when 27 came up, I got to create from the beginning. And it was a it, that I, yes, it was kind of jumping in the frying pan, but actually it was a perfect way to be handed off, you know. Um, and so that in 27 and then 28, obviously 29 here, it, you know, I was involved from the very beginning on creating all the content for uh, the scares sure. and actually helping a little bit development overall
0: to Halloween. So where is that beginning? For creating a scare zone, we, we've heard sort of the the you want to say the history of how houses are developed. Whether it's you know the the day you know opening, they start working on the houses, IPs start get secured, things start happening. For you, does that process start simultaneously, or are you jumping in and kind of you know going off of what some of the houses are? What is what's your day one on Horror Nights look like? Well, to come do this interview, I had to leave the HHN30 development
2: meeting. There you go. Jeez that's going on right now. <laughs> what are we so, talking about there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we started no, just uh, Just go ahead. Just yeah,
0: you, tell
1: can, us. you can give <laughs> us some, yeah. some, some hints. It's fine. Nope, we Wait, won't is tell. Our,
2: has our office been bugged? Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: No, we started uh, yesterday in earnest. And and we call it, we say it's like a 14-month-plus process in the sense that we do start talking about some things in a very nebulous kind of way. Uh, but when we get to this point, which is generally a week or or two weeks after the event opens, we kind of start hard on the overall creative development for the event. Um, And it's great because – I love being in there for part of this because – uh, it's kind of I kind of get to jump in and hang out with the houses for a little bit, and then we all split to our separate ways, and then I get to come back to them, and and they sort of do the same in the sense that they hear a little bit about what's going on with the streets, and then you know we all go our separate ways, and they get to come back. We all get to be fans of each other's work, kind of in other words. That's great. All right. So it's three show directors. So uh, Charles and Patrick they split the houses up five uh, each this year, mm-hmm. uh, and then I go over to uh, you know to the scare zones. But it's great because for the development we all kind of work together and. Uh, you know, we start. I don't know. We started building real early this year, um, so we sort of look at uh, you know what we're going to do, and and it's it, it's great to work from the beginning together because then you can make sure that the event has the most variety. You know, you're not overlapping stuff. Right. or You know, um, which I feel like this year's event actually pulls off really well. There's a lot of variety uh, across sure. the board. Um, and, and, and I guess so, flow too. I mean, you would have to make it, sure
0: these flow into each other. That it's not. you almost don't feel disconnected because that's one of the things I feel like is impressive when you go through these scare zones. It's not, you know, the ones that necessarily play off each other, it does feel like it has a, a natural existence within the park.
2: Yeah. It belongs somehow. Yeah. sometimes we uh, can fight what, where the zone is set or other times we can use it. Like for vanity ball this year, being set in Hollywood, it's like perfect. It it fits the, the zone completely. Um, but yeah, trying to make it so that it feels like it's different but yet somehow it feels like it belongs. Yeah, that's that's like a tricky, tricky line to to ride.
0: Are you making that call based on just what you feel is right, or are you deciding, okay, we know this house is gonna be here and this is where we're gonna place this scare zone in association with obviously this year you have something like uh the Rob Zombie Scare Zone and a House of a Thousand Corpses uh house uh that are not necessarily on top of each other, but are in the same, you know. You know, I guess a little bit of the same area. It's hard to tell. We did that RIP tour. We're, we're, I don't know. We get caught in the yeah.
1: like well, This way, then I'm back. Not sure where we are. Over.
0: But is that, yeah, does that play into it for you?
2: Take, uh, yeah, you can definitely take one path around the lagoon and absolutely hit Hell Billy Deluxe and then Thousand Corpses, or leave Thousand Corpses and hit Hell Deluxe on on the way out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I mean that was part of it. Was uh, well, one just doing it in general. Once you know, we we had a thousand corpses. We knew we were doing that film. Uh, we knew we wanted to also add some more Rob Zombie out to the streets gotcha. to uh, complement each other. So we wanted to do Hellbilly Deluxe in the streets, and we wanted to go back to San Francisco, which we did not use last year. We go back to the area of San Francisco and, you know, turn that into this sort of living the heavy metal horror zone. It's like a, it's like for scary sure. but apart. I don't know. I guess is a way to put it. And that's historically um, one of
0: my favorite areas for a scare zone because it just gets compact oh yeah. and crazy.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and and we get to do. Uh, It's nice because you can really transform it, right? Um, New York is a very big scare zone. For us, I like to try and use where the actual buildings already exist as part of it because it is so big, you know, and whereas with, like, San Francisco, it's tighter, and so you can do a little bit more transformation. And the guy uh, who designed it, Dylan Kolath, he uh, is our scenic designer. This is his first year being a scenic designer for the scare zone, and he's knocked out of the park. He did Vanity Ball in Hollywood. He did Central Park's Vikings Undead, and he did Rob Zombie's Hellbilly Deluxe. And uh, he's done a really great job, and, and the Hellbee Deluxe is packed. I don't know that we've ever had more stuff in San
0: Francisco. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. We were there opening night, and it was shoulder to shoulder, but in yeah, kind of a way that, people. that worked yeah. so well because it just felt it mm-hmm. felt like you were at a metal show, like, it had that, like you're in the mosh pit. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was awesome. But like that, that my favorite scare zone area is that Central Park area because you know now this was only my third horror nights, but three years in a row now. You've hit home runs in that specific area for me, starting with trick or tr- that trick or treat scare zone is where I think I immediately fell in love with the entire event just based on that. And you talk about feeling, I mean, you almost feel like you're in a like a tunnel. I mean, it almost feels yeah. like a house in and of itself because you can't really see much the beyond it. And the trees and yep. Trees and with the things, you know, with the pumpkins hanging in the trees and the lights hanging. The t- it's just. And again, this year with Viking and what I wanted to ask you with that house is, as a big Viking fan myself. Not the Minnesota ones, the the ones before that, the historical, ones. <laughs> the historical ones. Um, you, we saw you, of course, at the opening the media event where you talked about doing research, you know, into the Viking culture and spe- specifically the the forms of torture, like the blood eagle, my you know particular favorite. See, I
0: don't know even what that is. I've been afraid to look it up. It's, what are you talking about? He said,
1: don't look it up. They <laughs> they would, they would. I'll try to keep this as a family. For yeah, this ones. is a kid show. When they had, when <laughs> capture an enemy or whatever, someone's found guilty of something, they would take an an axe and chop through their rib cage via their back. Okay, I got it. I got it. I think you can stop
0: there. Pull the... Okay. You want know more details? And, I got
1: them. You got go them? Create... Go ahead. You can basically create <laughs> okay, wings. I, I just looked at it. I've seen... I, if you, I know what we're talking about And now. if you cried out, you would not get into Valhalla. Ah, so you had yeah. to basically grit your teeth and bear it, and then die. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I assume looking at these pictures. Now, hopefully, was... no one's listening over breakfast. But so, <laughs> Blake, for me, like, talk. I want to hear a little bit. Like, how deep did you really dive into that? Oh,
2: I probably always dive into that harder than I should um, <laughs> uh, on anything I work on. I'm a history. My mom was an archaeologist. Uh, I'm a history nut.
1: Mm. Um,
2: I like to go. I like to go far enough down the rabbit hole. That when it comes time to getting to the okay, what are we really going to see out there? Right, Right. what are we really going to see in the street? You've moved past all the research. That when someone throws out an idea, I can be like, oh no, no, you can't do that because that's like 150 years after Vikings, so we can't use those. And it's it's like in my head, it's like part of part of me already. It's not something (laughs) I have to go look up if that makes sense. So I'll take I'll take a real strong deep dive into everything. Uh, And what's great is our uh, audio designer Anthony Smith for that zone. He actually composed the, the entire music and soundscape that's in that zone. That's all original. Mm. And his family's of Norse descent. So he, he went bananas. Too. Sure. <laughs> I came in, and he had a couple of books on, like, uh, Norse mythology, a couple of in history. And so... There's a lot of research done into the chants, the things that you hear in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even like, there's nothing that's wasted. Oh, you're doing a wolf because it's creepy and cool? No, because of Fenris, the wolf in Norse mythology. That's why. Or you hear the raven, that's because that's Odin's raven. And you're going to hear a few different ravens, but there's one that's definitely Mm Odin. Now, you may not know that as a guest walking through, but for us, that kind of stuff is is important. Um, If you can kind of check all the details off on that, to me, then then the stories, people are going to get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was also important to me that it didn't, I didn't want it to have a like a medieval fantasy vibe I wanted to so both like with with our makeup and costume designers and you know I everything and scene designers I, said, I want to go back to the actual Norse route and then we look at history we look at Norse mythology and then we put the horror night bend on it sure. don't start the horror night bend so far down the line that it did it becomes like horror fantasy or it becomes like fantasy more than more than something attached to what was real, if that makes
1: sense. Sure, and that's—I mean, it's, uh, so many times when you dig into the reality, it's more uh, fantastical than than what we imagine in, our, in you know in these fantasy f- sword and sorcery films. The stuff that they really did, you're like, "What? That's real?" You know, the truth is oh, yeah. stranger I mean, than fiction. Blood
2: eagle, oh yeah, absolutely. That bloody eagle stuff—the um, uh, their history on the dragoor, which you look it up, you go, "Oh." Zombies or the idea of them have been around for a very long right. time because that's, mm-hmm. that's all that is, you
1: know. Yeah, absolutely. And even like their use of like you don't it, it, throughout movies stuff. They you don't really associate Vikings with like magic and you know, but they had Vikings had seers. They had their own medicine men, for lack of a better term, witches. Which you used that as. I I I just loved it, man. And I strangely I feel like there was almost a connective thread going back to the straight to not Stranger Things, the, the Trick or Treat scare zone. Through last year, uh, now the name, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but there's just... Oh, Twisted, Twisted Traditions. Twisted traditions, traditions. I feel like, and maybe it's the lighting or the color scheme, something that I almost welcoming. feel like There yeah. is a thin, but, but it's there a connective thread before this. So, I mean, I just can't wait to see what you do, even in that area alone, next year.
2: So, Well, I think there's always a push to, because of the, the layout of the Central Park area, there's always a push to using the nature that's actually sure. in it. Uh, and, and, and Trick or Treat actually uh, like setting the house fronts up so it feels like a neighborhood with trees mm-hmm. or the you know, traditions to give that feeling of a forest. The Vikings like to give that feel that, you know, uh, these things are old. You equate old with the forest and those kind of things. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't want the Vikings to be like zombies that were fresh. These things are dried and old and nasty. And, <laughs> um, and you know, we created the uh, the tree uh, spirits that are out there and mm-hmm. that are part of the zone. So I think for sure, that is always something that when you look to Central Park, you want to figure out how to use the nature that's there. Um, so I, I agree. There's definitely a, a, a strand of something that has carried through them, well, since I've been on them since for 25. Sure.
1: Yeah. I just don't understand why Let It Go was playing as you're walking, no. but, but you know, <laughs> no, to no, each no. their own, I guess. <laughs> anyway.
0: I do have a, a question for you, because this is something that came up. and it, it seems to come up whenever we do some of these interviews, is the idea that day one, of Horror Nights and the end of Horror Nights, you'll, you'll see a noticeable change. You'll see that tweaks have been made, things have happened. And I, I typically plan my travel for that. I'm, I went night one and I'll be coming back uh, probably I think the weekend before the final weekend this year. Uh, for you, as this person who's doing that tweaking and creating that, what are you looking for? Like when you're making the creative decisions as the event happens, is it just tweaking, okay, this spot needs to be adjusted or is it overall scare is it that because there's also a a feeling that scare zones as time has moved on as i started going back when i was like 14 and i think a lot of people need to look through the lenses of kids that are now going that are 14 15 years old uh obviously camera phones have come into play there's a lot of things that have happened and we've seen these kind of cool photo ops that you guys have decided to to put, whether it's in Zombieland this year or the year when it was like the aliens were invading. Like there's always something fun now when it comes to making a memory that you can share with your friends. So not only the tweaking, but also sort of the intent of the scare zone when you're going into it now. Because I do feel like when I was like, first going through, pre, I am an old man, so pre-camera uh, phones, it was a lot of jump scares. But now we're seeing it be a little bit more beautiful in a way yeah well, I think we've really pushed like the theatrical right. immersion side of it
2: um, to bring you into the stories also like compared to when you went prior to now we've a lot more houses oh yeah so it's completely all, different. <laughs> you got a lot yeah, to get through so, yeah the event like it has just evolved and and it was something that we've kind of discovered I, I you know I' have a theater background sure. so I pushed for some interactive theater moments in some of the first things i've done, and they really hit hard and so then we kind of kept pushing those and you're you're really you were saying like what do you look at and well after we get the first few weekends open and we're just like okay this thing is we've got this i start just watching the guests like what what are they will tell you what you ought to do you know and you see how what they're reacting to what they're responding with um obviously you know our characters too like they they the more they work on it they they kind of even come up with some great ideas themselves that that we work on them with um, but, yeah, you watch to see what the guests are responding to. And, and like you said, like uh, that's a really good point, like with the pictures, right? And everybody had a camera phone, right, just in their pocket. Right. And now they do. Uh, so, one – How do you take advantage of well, it? Yeah. yeah, we also – we want our scenic to look awesome anyway. So we're going to design cool-looking stuff because we want you to think it's cool. But then it also has the, you know, added advantage. Well, now there's actually a cool thing if you take a picture of it if you want to. Uh, but yeah, this year we added, uh, like we got the Dracula car at Hellbilly right. Deluxe and we got the zombie throne from the inside of the album art cover if you pick up Hellbilly Deluxe. Yes. And those are for photo ops. There's people that, to be in it and you they wanted that kind of stuff, you yeah. know? And obviously we can't have them walking up like on our, our surgery stages that are happening in Hollywood and stuff. <laughs> um, so let's give them some stuff where they can be part of it, it yeah. you know, um, oh, I love it. and really kind of pushing that theatrical immersion. You know, that's, it, we especially did that a lot in Hollywood this year with the, the runway and everything. So that you actually have the, the host during this horror fashion, you know, body art runway that, you know, they're talking to the guests one on one. Right. Um, they are no longer
0: scare of. zones to just run through and get scared. they are now these full right. experiences that you want to... I think that's one of the things when we do the media tour, it's like, oh, we, we have to run at a good pace to see everything, and there's part of me that's like, I just want to hang out in here for yeah. a while and see what, what happens, because it's always these mini-shows, and it's just an awesome mm-hmm. uh, change, because I think, again, like I said, years ago it was that sort of, especially if you are a teenager, it was, it was duck your head, close your eyes, and you know, make mm-hmm. it through. Uh, now it's these wonderful... Creative, like you said, they're they live theater happening, interactive live theater, and, and I love it. I have. And with fr- any
2: luck, the idea is those things are distracting people, and then other then you characters hitting, yeah. you know, hitting them as they
0: go. Yeah, so. they're still scarce. I don't want to clear that. There's definitely <laughs> still those guys coming at you, but there is this. There's a lot more to look at. I'll
1: say that. I have a good friend who spent, I think, a good hour just watching that runway show, and and <laughs> and on a, and not only because was entertaining, but actually told me at, that. They felt like an actual sense of representation with that whole scare zone too. Like I was like, well, that's an interesting way to look at it that. Wouldn't even occur to me, but yeah, they they loved it. And that's so like, and I've said that even on previous episodes. Like you need to be able to just spend time. You can't just rush. I think it is the natural instinct, instinct to just it. get through. Okay, we're going to see things as we're walking through, like it's a walk through attraction or something. But no, you want to spend time. You know. Um, don't stand in the middle of the street blocking everyone, but but you yeah. you do need to just spend time <laughs> in these things. Little, enjoy. The detail, like yeah. you said, the details are just unbelievable. You don't want to just rush through, or you know, if you're trying to rush to a house, go back after and just hang out.
2: There, there are all these these the scare zones are these little worlds that are like existing, and if you hang out with them long enough, especially as you said, you know, you're coming on that opening weekend, you're going to come toward the end, you're going to see how much more alive. Or how much I should say I, they they have found all the connections, especially the characters. Uh. We did a scare zone a few years ago called uh, Apocalypse: Survive or Die. By the time I got to the final weekend, and I'm I'm doing my usual walking in all the backstage areas, just thanking everybody for a great season. These guys are like, "Hey, do we do you know like what we've done? They had created like these tomes of short stories that connected all of their characters, why they were competing each other. It was amazing, and like. You could tell it on the street because they had such strong ownership of the character, right. and that's why. And the same thing is happening, you know, right now over in Vanity Ball. Like they have such strong ownership of what's happening out on the street. Uh, it's awesome. Like I, I, as a show director for that, I can't ask for anything better. Like that—that's what you want. That's what you want the characters to be doing.
1: And that's the key, like you said, show It's a show. This is—it's live theater. It's these aren't just—they're not props. They're not even, you know, it's not like even a, a a traditional haunted house where they're just in there to jump out like every five. You know, whatever 30 seconds so over time with all live theater the the performers have to kind of make it their own and that's to hear that is just evolve. that's so awesome to hear that yeah. they they're so in it. it's not just a job and you can tell you know for like i said i'm relatively new to the horror nights the whole experience but you can just tell that it's not not even just the scare actors the creatives everybody like it's more than a job you know and that's i think that's it's hard to not it's it's hard not to get sucked into it it is infectious it's like it's more than a job for these people, so it almost becomes more than just another seasonal event. It's a it's a thing unto itself. It's almost undefinable. So, I I'm completely in love with it.
0: Well, there you
2: go. Oh, we have characters that literally every year they're like, "Well, my year just ended. I guess I'm waiting until uh, auditions <laughs> <to> start again." It's <laughs> we completely We'll
0: just keep the event going longer and longer, <laughs> and then they'll be like, "Oh, we only got like, two months off. We're good. It's great." I mean, I'm <laughs> for that, hey by man. The way. I, <laughs> I got to cool. work on the holidays. I don't know what you're talking. I know. <laughs> about. I know. Oh, but. I will before I know we got to wrap up here. Uh, we're heading towards the end of our time. There were some questions, some listener questions. I put out a hashtag #ScareBlake on Twitter and <laughs> I on love and our Facebook group, our See you at Finnegan's Facebook group, and we did get a couple questions. Some of these I've asked before, and I know the answer will be you can't say. So I'm I'm going to skip some of those. So if you didn't, if you don't get your, your questions read, <laughs> I've I've been through this now for the last four seasons with with the friends at Universal PR. I love them, but I know what not to ask. Uh, so. so we did have some questions though, that came in. One person, uh, Lindsay, uh, she tweeted us and said, uh, what's some of your favorite parts of the role? Because she is someone who would love to be a, a scare zone creator one day and love to be involved in the design element. Uh, is there anything specific that you're like, man, this is this is what makes it worth it? Is you have a specific part of your role that you really enjoy?
2: Uh, man, there, it's funny because the role is uh, a seasonal. I don't mean that in the sense of the length I work on. it. I mean, it just changes very much, right? Like right now... I'm in this operational mode where I'm here every night between the houses and streets making sure everything is like just going good, you know, cheerleading on the cast and that kind of thing, helping out if there's any problems, you know. But I'm also moving – I'm also meeting – today, we did it yesterday, today, we're working on HHN30 as a group together uh, and and the overall. So now we're doing that concept uh, concept side of things. The concept side of things is beautiful. Like there's no restrictions – sky's the limit and we partner with our scenic designers and you know the two show or two house uh show directors and myself are in there with them and it's so cool because you're just throwing out a million ideas and to to have these very different creative outlooks that we all have with different backgrounds and to see like right now it's these blobs of like clay and to see them start getting formed into what it's going to be That concept portion is amazing, and for anybody interested in doing this kind of work, I think the talent to either write, develop, like we do on our side, or to do like the scenic design work, um, it's a given that you have that talent if you want to do the work, right? That's just a given. Sure. Like you have to have that. The thing that that is the struggle, or that people really have, is the communication and collaboration. Like, we work together so much, even when it's not our own thing, that we still swing in with each other. Hey, I'm stuck here. Can you help me with that? My scenic designers, I, I love working with them because I don't know how many times we can talk about a thing in the street, and I go, man, that's a great idea you had. And they go, that wasn't my idea. That was your idea. Because we can't remember whose idea it was <laughs> sure. because we work so close together. That kind of, like, atmosphere is amazing. I think it's one of the reasons that we do such a good job creatively. But, yeah, communication and collaboration like, you got to be good at that. Awesome. I think
0: that's that's the big thing. There were a lot of other questions that came in, but I think that's a great place.
1: I mean, there were some yeah. questions
0: that were about Rob Zombie. I think people are excited about certain specific things. Yeah. But uh, one thing that came up was, and, it, and someone asked about, you have any white whale scare zones? I assume that answer is yes. You can't tell us what, but I would assume that you have some things in mind that you would love to do.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, look, I can't. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I know. It's IP related. We can't say because. Yeah,
0: they're going to happen we, one know, day.
2: Look at Ghostbusters. Right, right. Uh, you know, um, But there are definitely, I will say that there, I'm having to kind of plumb my brain because stuff that we have done that is very much part of my heart and soul, like who makes me who I am right. or what makes me who I am. The Invasion scare zone a couple years ago. Oh, yes. Awesome. That Loved it. When my mom came down to visit the event in North Carolina, she walked over there and went, oh, well, that's you. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> it's like you playing with action figures. Mm-hmm. They're just big now
2: absolutely that the vikings undead um that kind of stuff is so part of you know me a kid who grew up playing D and whatever else like i those things are those are those are huge for me so it's, it's fun to go back and look at the things that i was into as a kid or inspired me and keep trying to get those things or an element a sliver of that into what we sure. do which i think is what all of us do yeah right?
0: well look for I, your I, thumbprints I, like, on those yeah. kind of things yeah exactly exactly
1: I know like, you know, obviously you'll think of with an IP scares like, well, I would like to do this. I assume you have to then reach out to them and whatever. Has anyone ever reached out to you guys and that like has, you know, a a filmmaker or a studio and said, you know, we'd love to have you guys do something. A legit person, not like like a random. Yeah, yeah, not like, listen, (laughs) I've got ideas for you, Blake. I mean, mean, fine, but but like a legit. How much time you got? Has anyone Uh, ever reached out to you because they want to be a part of the event, like a studio or something like that?
2: Yeah, it's actually the door has swung both ways. We nice. have gone after uh properties and they have come to us to, to partner. Um yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely goes both ways. And then and then once we, you know, develop a relationship, you know, a lot of those conversations it's hard to remember who started what, uh for the ones down the road and
1: stuff.
0: So Who have yeah, you turned you know, down? You know, no, 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 no. Kidding. Kidding. Bart, <laughs> Bart's <laughs> new here. He's new here. He doesn't know what to do. Oh, I
1: know he can't say that.
0: Oh man! Well, we really couldn't thank you enough for being a part of this show because it's been an Seriously. absolute blast. I will only put you on the spot once, which was, but I'll make you I'll make you pick between not a Patrick or a Charles house. Do you have a favorite one of each of their houses this year? Because we've oh. heard about your favorite scare zones, but I want to know house wise, what are your favorite houses?
2: Yeah. So being uh, Patrick's like me, and he's a history nerd. Well, so is Charles. we all are. <laughs> but um, his uh, his dive into Roman history on the uh, Nightingale's blood pit. Oh yeah, uh, and the whole gladiatorial games and the the oh I forget the Italian word for the, or the Latin word for the underneath of the the um, the Colosseum. Sure, uh, I love that. I love all the historical uh, details in the boxes. It sort of checks off that way, um, and and plus the house is claustrophobic and really scary.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, for Charles, um, I gotta say. Uh, I mean, it's hard not to just walk through Ghostbusters with a huge smile on your face. That is a that is a blast, and he yes. definitely gets you everything that you want to see out of it. But the original he did that I really enjoy is uh, Graveyard Games. That It's such a hauntingly beautiful house. Uh, I love the story in it. I love the look of that old New Orleans uh, cemetery. Um, yeah, absolutely adore that house.
1: So great. It was great. Terrifying. I, th- I think and it I caught everybody out. off guard, too, because it was one of the last ones announced, and it's... I think it's just blowing people away left and right.
0: I got every scare because Bart in front of me. You are in front of me, So I got
1: every scare in that house. So I left both amazed
0: and shaken at the same time. So it's great. Well, this is the part where we'll let you, you know, plug however you want to plug the event. But you know our listeners, I think they have a pretty good idea of what's going on at Halloween Horror Nights, but at least as far as I know, it's running through November second. And uh, yep. check it out. There is a new day added though. Isn't oh, that really? yeah, we so, added October twenty first. Monday, yeah. It's a Monday. So you know what? Monday's a great time to go. It'll be fun. Right before Halloween? Yeah, come on, hang out. I'm awesome. always floating around the streets. You
2: see me, say hello. Oh, you know, and the other thing, uh, we didn't even talk about this, but I'll, I'll plug the, uh, the shows, the, the Academy of Villains, Altered States, and yeah. the, uh, the Halloween Marathon of Mayhem Lagoon show. Uh, Jason Horn, another show director of ours sure. that works in the creative development with us, uh man, he did a great great job with both yeah. of those.
0: And you've so, known him for years as as a guy. He's never been on our show, but he's he has been connected with our show just from his years in the in the other show that used to run for years and years and years. Oh, that other show? that other show. Oh, no, that other show. Yeah. That other show. And then obviously Academy of Villains. So we love Jason, and and we're excited to see. See more. We're going back. We we actually sadly had to miss the Lagoon show. We ran out of time. That's how oh. packed this is. Well, you it's on the RIP tour. That. They were like, it's one o'clock in the morning. Y'all got to go home. <laughs> so we got to come back and see it. I've seen little clips, but I've tried. I always try. I'm the guy who avoids spoilers. Uh, and I was like, I got to avoid it. But I've seen little clips of like the Ghostbuster segment. It looks unbelievable.
2: Well, you need to. I'll be back.
0: You need to go see it. It's amazing. Can I give you one spoiler? Yes, yes. Because
2: yes. until you see it, dude when the creature from the black lagoon comes out of our lagoon oh, which the is size my favorite of the freaking house yeah holy oh
0: man
2: oh. like I, it's just, that show is awesome it's just a love letter to halloween
1: awesome i can't wait to see it i, I mean the whole event is that's what i think wish we i were there so, so much tonight. about it, yeah
0: uh but you know we're stuck here in in nashville tennessee it's not too bad here either but it's a different it's different we're not there we'll be there though hopefully in a few weeks well thank you so much for joining us i know you got a lot of other podcasts to hit today but we uh, we couldn't be more thrilled to I feel like we completed our collection of uh, of, of guests here oh, when guests. it comes sure. to like the creative catch team all. so uh, yeah <laughs> gotta catch them all gotta them all. all right buddy thank you so much for joining us thanks Blake and With that as always keep
1: your eyes closed your ears open and we'll see you at Vinegan.